0: Number 6. The Nightmarish Hot Dog Frank was a man who once lived. His name was a nickname, for he loved frankfurters and all types of hot dogs. He lived with his wife, Trudy, and their son, Sam, and daughter, Lisa. And he had everything he could possibly want from life. He would not eat hot dogs all the time, of course, for that would be most unhealthy. He was a rational man. But as a treat, he would get a hot dog every now and then. One particular new year, his wife, Trudy, decided to go back to visit her parents' house at at the time of January. And, And he agreed, Frank. She went and took a train with the children, leaving Frank with a free house. It was completely empty. And that meant only one thing. Hot dogs. It was time for a treat since he couldn't go on the trip, and he would have liked to, but somebody had to stay and mind the house. And so Frank rang the local takeaway and ordered. Within half an hour, the food was on his doorstep, and it smelled so good. He also ordered chips and some hamburgers, but they were just an appetizer. The main event was the hot dog. It was a huge hot dog, bigger than any regular size dog you might buy in the stores this was a big hot dog and frank liked it oddly frank would not get anything on the hot dog no sauce or relish or anything of that nature but he liked plain he just wanted the bun and the sausage in it having eaten most of the chips already he then sank his teeth into this hot dog and it tasted good it always did from this chipper He was enjoying it immensely. More salt and vinegar on the chips, he thought. Yes, why not? This is a treat. And he did it. And he ate the hamburgers, too. Also, they were plain. He got about three quarters of the way through the meal, and he took a break. He was getting quite full. Will I continue, or should I just throw this in the trash, he thought, as he he was particularly full on this occasion. He had actually bought two hamburgers which he'd never had done before, but he was feeling so hungry. No, I will wait for a minute and let some of this digest, and then I will continue, he said out loud, to nobody in particular but himself. He looked down and thought he saw maybe a sort of air bubble within the hot dog meat, but took no notice, as as why would you? It was just a small dot, but it, it did cross his mind when he saw it. He picked up the last quarter of the hot dog and put it in his mouth and began to chew. Instantly, he knew something was wrong. He could feel and see a, a foreign object that was not part of the meat. It was a blue in color. The first thing that crossed his mind in the split second that it happened was that part of the wrapper had somehow gotten under the bun quite understandable, as these things could happen when it is being wrapped, sent out to the customers. He reached into his mouth, felt the blue object, and pulled, and pulled, and pulled, and it came out, and out, and out. It was like a clown hanky unfolding, unfolding, blue plastic, and he could taste blue plastic in his mouth. For a split second, he thought he was in a nightmare. He could not believe what was happening. But it was happening. A long piece of blue plastic had been baked into the sausage. Panicking, he had to remove the entire mass of food from his mouth, and he set it down on the table, and he could see what we just described. It was a long piece of blue plastic, so long. It had been folded up, ready for use for some sort of packing, maybe packing of meat, at the the factory but it had somehow gone into the dog. Frank was nearly sick. He nearly threw up in his mouth. He was looking down at his worst nightmare, a hot dog, a bad hot dog. He had first eaten hot dogs on the streets of New York many, many years previous to this, and that is where he had gotten a like for them, as they were the most quality in the world well known for that. But clearly, this was not from New York or anywhere near it. No way would this quality, or lack thereof, have flown in the Big Apple. He sat there in stunned silence for what seemed like an eternity, until finally he took some photographs of the, the horror show that lay in front of him. He could not get the sense of smell and taste of the the plastic that had been in his mouth out of his mind. It just would not leave him. Eventually, he got in contact with the takeaway and sent them the pictures, but they did not respond. It was like they were deaf to the world. Do I need to save this for the courts? Frank thought to himself. His mind was now racing at what the next course of action would be. Should he sue the chipper? Should he go to the police? Yes, that might be the best thing to do. He was about to throw the whole, the nightmare, into the trash, but he figured the police would be the best ones to help, and he he wrapped it up and put it in his rucksack. The local police station was only about ten minutes' walk down the road, and he proceeded rapidly towards it. Bursting through the door of the station, he saw Sergeant Sergeant O'Hara and said, Look at what that place across the road had given me for the chipper was only located across the road from the police station and he pointed as well as he said it and then he put the nightmare sausage and hot dog in front of the sergeant who looked down in disbelief it was the longest piece of blue plastic he had ever seen in a hot dog well this certainly won't do said the officer and together they went across to the hot dog shop the chipper and showed the people there what they had sold to a, a man of the public. The workers in the chipper were obviously also shocked. They could not believe what they had done. It was not never their intention to sell anybody this type of meal. It turned out that the supplier of the chipper had sent this to them in this state, and they checked more sausages, and even more plastics had been baked into more of them and everybody was stunned. "'Well, I think I know the only course of action here,' said Frank, as the man behind the chipper counter and the policeman both looked on, now engrossed in this situation. "'We must go to the supplier and find the dangerous individual who has caused this and caused this great damage to the world of hot dogs,' said Frank, and the rest agreed, now now turned to fast friends.' The trio made their way out into the wilderness and through the forest. And at the other side, there lay a town. And there, in the heart of the town, lay the hot dog factory. It was well known to be there. And Frank, he had brought some instruments with him. Knives and table legs and those kind of things. He was prepared for war now. Here's clearly what happened, guys, he said. Somebody has sabotaged the industry. Somebody, this was not an accident. This was put into the hot dog on purpose. It was baked in. There was, there's not a chance that this many pieces of plastic could accidentally fall into the, ba- the bake. I know this, as I'm an expert. I've eaten so many hot dogs over the years. And the other two just nodded. They had assumed Frank as their leader by this stage. They walked up to the massive facility, and then Frank had an even better thought. He pulled out. A box of matches. This will solve all our problems. He lit the match. It went up in a bright flame in the dark, cold night, and he set the building on fire. He was like an arsonist. The policeman really should have stopped this, but by this stage, street justice had completely overtaken the law. Soon, the entire factory was up in smoke, and they could see frightened faces through the window, looking out and dying in the smoke. Some died from the burn injuries that would be sustained all over their bodies, and some would die from the smoke. And the most ironic thing was that the smell coming from the place was absolutely gorgeous, because it smelt like hot dogs being cooked. The smell made Frank exceedingly hungry once again, And he managed to reach in through a broken window and pull out a handful of hot dogs and pass them around. But at the last second, they realized there was probably more plastic in these ones, too. And they discarded them wisely. They went back into their own town and all went their separate ways. Frank, satisfied that justice had been served to this evil, evil food place, He went home and ate a salad for the first time in his life. Surely there's no plastic in this, he thought. The next day, Trudy and the children returned and asked if he had had a nice time. And he said, well, it got pretty hot in there, dog. And they all had a good laugh. And Frank never ate a hot dog from that chipper again, but would continue to buy the the quality Frankfurter's from the stores which were far more like the ones in New York City. The end.